You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna and Brian Kilby for Get the Skinny episode. What is it, Brian? You know, uh, let, let's, let's see what the website says. Okay, let's see. Because I don't actually mentally keep track of this. I should. Empirical data from the internet. Yeah. You know, like, this is exactly what happened last week when I tried to do this, and uh, my internet isn't uh, working like it should. It crashed. I think it's episode 10. Do you have, like, fiber optics yet? I have fiber, yeah. (laughs) I have fiber. It's episode 11. This is episode 11. Fantastic. Um, And you know what the uh, number 11 looks like? Two chopsticks. Oh, where am I going with that? I'm going to buffet. Chinese buffet. Uh, Brian, are you a fan of the buffet? Dude, how many times have we gone to a buffet at a, at a convention or something? More times than not, I yeah. would say. And uh, I am um, I'm a fan of the buffet. I don't get out to buffets as much as I would honestly like to. Of course, the challenge of the buffet is how to navigate it in a smart slash healthy way. And that's what we're going to talk about this week, uh, among a couple other things. So, Brian... Um, let's talk about, uh, first the reality and maybe how we currently navigate the buffet. So when you step into the, uh, into the arena, be it a Chinese buffet or pizza buffet, what have you, what is your, uh, strategy of attack right now? Yes. Lately it's been try to focus on lean, leaner cuts of meat and, uh, vegetables um, normally it's get all the general sauce chicken that I can or the yes. crab and the crab rangoon. That's historically what it's been. I am a, um, depends on the uh, buffet, but I do kind of hone in on the chicken, good and bad. So I'll sample your orange chicken. I will, uh, I'll sample your, uh, your fried and battered goods. Your shrimp. <laughs> have you, uh, have you tried, uh, peanut chicken? Like the stuff that's, uh, it's just so unhealthy. It's basically chicken fried in peanut oil and crusted with peanuts. Yeah, I'm not a big peanut guy, thank goodness. So it's not really, I have tried it. That is the least healthy thing on the menu and it's so amazingly delicious. Yes, yes. If, if you have any inclination towards peanuts, that one's for you. Also, uh, heart surgery. That one's for you. <laughs> yeah. Like a triple bypass at some point. Um, okay, so, so that's how... That's how we do it or did it, and that's how most people uh, do it. I would recommend it, avoiding buffets in general. I would recommend that too, but not as, not all is lost because one way or another, you end, you end up in a buffet uh, from time to time, be it coworkers wanting to go, family wanting to go. You may be at a convention or on the road, business, what have you. You end up in a buffet once or twice a year, I would gather, most people. So I am going to uh, throw out some recommendations based on a couple of articles that I found on the internet on how to – how to eat a little bit smarter at buffets. And Brian, you tell me what you think of some of this. Some of this is sure. interesting. So, okay, tip number one. Uh, and this is from uh, health.com, and it's from some research that was done at uh, Cornell. One of the tips uh, to eating better, smarter at a buffet is to simply sit further away from the food itself. Um, they did some research, and they uh, – found that the average person goes to the buffet line uh, an average of three times, up to five times or more, and for every 40 feet you sit away from the food itself, 
on average you visit the buffet one less time? I I don't know. Um, I normally go twice with a pretty pretty hefty helping of food, and I don't think I can usually eat much more than that. Now, let me ask you this: Do you um, do you survey the entire buffet before selecting, or do you kind of dive in? If it's if it's one that I haven't been to before, I do a survey. If it's uh, one that I that I'm uh, familiar with, I just dive in. So that's that that's good. Um, one of the tips to eating smart at a buffet is to survey the field before loading your plate up. Uh, the same researchers looked at the body types of people who survey versus dive in, and thin people are tw- were twice as likely to look at everything the buffet had versus overweight people before selecting their entrees. Here's another one. Uh, don't look at the food. Literally sit facing away from the food. Uh, the researchers found that not being able to see the buffet was almost as effective as sitting farther away from it, that, that magical 40 feet. So turn away from the food, Brian. Look away. Avert your eyes. Um, now let's talk about Chinese buffets. Uh, what, by the way, what is your favorite type of buffet, sir? A Chinese, duh. Of course. Well, even ask. It's a. It's a. It's almost like a um, <clears throat> rhetorical question for the for Brian Kilby and myself. Well, you know what? I'm gonna say a pizza buffet is actually my favorite buffet, but they're harder to find but these days. Good ones are hard to find. Uh, that's for sure. That's for sure. CC's does not count. No. Um. Okay. So you step into the Chinese buffet. Tip number one: begin with soup. Soup is low calorie, somewhat filling. So be it egg drop or wonton, both of those are low in fat, they're low in calories, and they're somewhat filling. Do you partake in soup, Brian? I will be honest. You know, I've been to a lot of Chinese buffets in my life. In all of my years going to buffets, I've never had the soup, not once. Not once? Not once. Are you a soup guy? No. Okay. Well, that kind of explains it. Well, maybe... Maybe you want to give that a whirl, Brian. Maybe you want to try something new. Expand your horizons. Try a little egg drop soup next time, and maybe you'll have one or two bits of food less because of it. Okay, second thing at the Chinese buffet. Even though it's a Chinese buffet, let's be honest, lots of Chinese buffets have sushi. Sushi is a good option relative to what else you may find on the buffet. Sushi tends to be lower in calories versus the other alternatives. A little bit more uh, in the vitamin department. And if you're not familiar with sushi, maybe dip your toe into the vegetable styles of sushi, uh, California roll, something like that. Uh, But turns out sushi is maybe one of those things that you can indulge in a little bit. So, Brian, are you a sushi guy at uh, at these buffets? Well, I love sushi. And it depends on the buffet. Like – I have certain standards when it comes to like general so's chicken or something like that, but I have a whole different standard when it comes to the sushi. If I feel comfortable eating the sushi, oh yeah, I will totally dig in. Okay, well expand on your uh, on Brian's rules for good sushi. So there's a like sushi, of course, good sushi. Not all sushi, but good sushi is typically served um, raw. 
you know, it's the the fish is not is not cooked. But you can you can you can have cooked sushi. And you mentioned the California roll. The California roll, of course, has crab, and you don't eat raw crab. You shouldn't. Uh, but you you need an extra level of um, comfort eating something like you know uncooked meat. And um, if I feel the place is clean, if it has a really good health score. Yeah, I'll I'll try the sushi, but if it's not like a ninety nine or something, I'm, no, no, I'm not going to touch it. So you do look at the health score? Uh, yeah. So I my, my uh, like if 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 it's not sushi though, like I almost don't care. My wife and I went with my friend Jason to this Mongolian place years ago, and it had a C, and we didn't even look. My wife took a picture of it, and she cried. <laughs> <laughs> she cried. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It was. Uh, it. They didn't even like. You know, at a Mongolian place, you put your meat on the plate. You go up and they cook it. They gave us the same plate back. That they oh. that we had our raw meat on. It was not good, but I I, I went to that place and I did it once. Uh, uh, about a month about a month after that, no joke, it had been demolished. <laughs> like like. Like torn down, All gone. The way down. Even the debris was gone. It's a par- it was a parking lot. Oh my gosh. Uh, but you lived to tell the tale. I did. Okay. Uh, next tip. Just a couple more. Pick a variety of main dishes. So at a Chinese buffet, again, <clears throat> sushi, pretty good. Beef and broccoli, not bad. Uh, certain kinds of chicken, pretty good. And of course, the steamed vegetables are uh, perfectly <clears throat> good choices. If you mix those in with your sticky and sweet sauces and, and your general general so's chicken, your orange chicken, that kind of thing, you can uh, you can kind of balance out a little bit between good and bad. Um, next tip, rice. I think most of us know this um, by now that brown rice, whole wheat noodles, try to go with those. Limit fried rice. Fried rice is the enemy, uh, but fried rice is delicious, let's admit. Um, but stick to... Stick to your steamed rice, if not your brown rice and your whole wheat noodles. <clears throat> That's the way to go. If you if you got to have fried rice, and I'll admit I'm one of those guys, try to limit your portion. Control. Is this anything about uh, Mayfun or Mayfun, however you say it? That's my normal carb of choice. That's the rice noodles? Yeah. Um, it doesn't uh, – this article doesn't call them out specifically, but I know what you're talking about. Um, I'm a fried rice guy, but yes, I fa- in fact, I think I remember you partaking of those. Oh, yeah. I, I, I vastly prefer that to rice. Yeah. Uh, okay, last thing. At a Chinese buffet, treat yourself to des- dessert. Believe it or not, most Chinese buffets – well, again, back to your point, Brian, if it, if it looks safe to consume. Uh, <clears throat> treat yourself to dessert at a Chinese buffet because lots of Chinese buffets have fruit, like uh, fruit salad. If not, just kind of fresh fruit or fresh – Sort of fresh fruit, kind Fresh-ish. of out. Yeah, fresh. Yeah, yeah. You know, it approximates. Uh, it was, it was, it was cut in the last forty-eight hours. Hopefully, um, help yourself do a large serving of that because it's fruit and it's good for you. And it may not be like you know direct from the farmer's market, but it still beats a giant uh, slice of cake uh, that you'll get at uh, probably other restaurants for cheesecake, what have you. Also, don't be afraid to throw in an almond cookie. Those are big at uh, Chinese buffets. Usually the cookie itself is pretty small, and uh, and thus the calories are sensible. And then, final tip, Brian, if you uh, if you're a fan of knowing your fate, uh, don't shy away from a fortune cookie. They're only 35 calories, and uh, and they can be fun. Yeah, those are usually pretty awesome. 
so that's it, man. Those are those are some quick tips. So again, um, something that you may not think about is you know, just sitting further away from the buffet. On average, people visit the buffet line less the farther the farther away they are. Um, of course, picking out uh, uh, steamed, grilled food, sushi, uh, brown rice, whole wheat noodles. Go for that kind of thing. Look at the entire buffet before you start loading your plate. And, uh, yeah, guys, if you follow some or any of these tips, you may find yourself um, navigating a buffet in a smarter way. So this is actually making me think about my favorite buffet um, that, that I go to. It, the place is huge, and actually the I'm, I'm, I'm in a separate partition from where the actual buffet is. So I don't even see what – I don't even see the food. I'm, it's, it's so far away that I have to walk quite, quite a bit uh, of the way to get there. But it makes me think about how I mean, they have a great health score, all that. But I, somebody, some woman had brought a monkey there. Do, do you remember me sharing that video? Did you see that? A, I think I did. Wasn't it climbing on her? Yeah. So okay. I'll link in the show notes. I'll link to the YouTube video where I posted that. Uh, yeah. So I, I pro- that probably should have turned me off. From ever going there again because who knows what kind of diseases it might have been carrying. But, yeah, you know, I, I go back there. So, yeah, it takes a lot to turn me off of a good buffet. It could have been like Outbreak for all you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was like patient zero. That could have been patient zero, but it wasn't. Mm, okay, well, uh, fun topic. Win- <clears throat> winter buffet is not fun. They're pretty awesome. They are so, pretty so I figure at BotCon, uh, when we go to the, the Transformers convention here in Chicago, uh, we'll probably be hitting up a buffet. So let's keep that in mind. Yes, indeed. Chinese or otherwise. Yeah. Hey, so um, I, last week I'd mentioned that I picked up the uh, Moto 360, the smartwatch, to replace my Fitbit. And uh, I've been using it for a week. I haven't taken it for a run yet. I'm really not up for it at, this, at the point where I'm going for a run. But the other... Um, the other features that that it has, the heart rate tracking and uh, the step counting, they, they all work pretty well. But one thing, and I'm not an Apple guy, and you, you carry an iPhone, I know, but you know, I'm more of an Android guy. But the one thing that Apple really has going for it is, you know, Apple has a lot of control over the ecosystem. My one problem with, with this device, and it's not a huge problem, but it's a problem. So I carry a Samsung phone. This is a Motorola uh, watch and both run a Google operating system. So each one of those uh, companies, they have their own health app that they want to run. So Samsung tracks something on my phone one way. The Google Fit app uh, tracks something on my watch one way. Motorola is tracking something else. So I don't actually even know where all of my data is exactly. If that makes sense. So if I want to go and track uh, what my steps have been for the last um, week, I have two to three places to check. Uh, One app does – one app tracks my heart rate one way. One app tracks it another. Um, It turns out like the Motorola, uh, the built-in app is the one really to use when it comes to my heart rate and everything because it actually goes in and checks it on a regular basis where the the Google app – only checks it when I tell it to. It's uh, so that's a little confusing. Yeah, that's weird. But you know, overall, uh, I really like it. Um, You're not allergic to it. I'm not allergic to it yet. It's got a leather band, and uh, hopefully that that will mean something. Uh, but it looks nice. It's comfortable. 
Uh, the thing I like about it is the battery life. The battery life is much better than I expected. It's actually better than the Apple Watch that's coming out, apparently. Mm. So um, I, I could recommend it, especially if you can get it cheap. But if you're an Apple person, uh, it won't work until uh, Android Wear actually is approved for Apple devices, which who knows when that will be. Oh, so um, if anybody out there is getting an Apple Watch, I'd, I'd actually like to know. Are you getting one, by the way? I'm considering it, but I will not be an early adopter. Okay. I'm going to wait and see what happens. I'd here. like to see what people's um, – uh, experiences are with the Apple Watch. I'm not anti-Apple. I'm not an Apple person. I've never actually paid for a piece of Apple hardware. Well, no, that's not true. Really? I, brought my, I brought my wife an iPad. Okay. Uh, I actually kind of want to get myself an iPad because I kind of want to use Meerkat and Periscope for Twitter, for mm-hmm. uh, video. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time BotCon comes around, I expect uh, both of those to be available for Android. If not, I might have to get one. Mm. Um, or borrow my wife's. So come on over. Yeah, come on well, over. To it's our not be, side. It won't be my primary device, but you know, I can. Uh, I'm a gadget guy. I, I can own multiple tablets. I do own multiple tablets. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but uh, one thing I wanted to mention. I mentioned last week how I would have a video of my home gym, and I don't want it to sound like it's make it sound like it's this magical, wonderful place. I mean, it's an old woodshed. It's basically this disattached garage, but the building itself is probably 50 years old. And my father-in-law owned this house that I'm in before I did, and he did a lot of work to it. But it's still it's it was kind of decrepit when he got it. Uh, he's done a lot, of, a lot of work. I've done some work. But um, I posted the video on YouTube, and by the time this episode posts, uh, that will be there. And I'll, I'll link to it from this show posting. But I wanted to show the kind of stuff that I have in the gym, kind of what I paid for it, and uh, give you some ideas how you can get you know the same sort of thing. That really, I guess, what that leads me to to ask you, John. What what are your thoughts? Do you do like a home gym sort of thing, or do you have a gym membership, or, or do you do both? I um. I have a gym membership. So we talked about this kind of <clears> – <throat> I think we talked about this a long time ago. It's just like a lot of people. I go through cycles. If you look at like the last 20 years of my life, I've gone through cycles of being really fit and being not so fit. So <clears throat> one of the things that I really believe in is uh, – at least for me personally is using a home gym as you kind of ramp up into getting – a baseline or, or like a, 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 a kind of like a, yeah, baseline level of fitness that maybe you don't currently have or you kind of fell off the wagon just like everybody everybody does it. Yeah. Having the freedom to have a home gym or, or a workout that's kind of based at home, P90X, here and there, that kind of thing. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure I've never had anything <clears throat> as – as elaborate or as nice, frankly, as, as your home gym, but even no, like it's I not said, that it's not that nice. You'll see in the video. Uh, I mean, I got low standards. I'm going to say like, <laughs> like my home, my home gym is basically my body weight and a DVD or two. But um, I, so I, I think I, that I, I, per- have you, what do you think of P90X real quick? Do you like it? Um, Yes, uh, yes, I do. I do. Here's the here's the problem I have with P9X. It's, my, it's me personally, but I think that probably it, it's probably a, a very common thing. I've got a hard time like motivating myself in a vacuum. Yes, uh, over the long haul, I need some kind of external pressure, and and that's why I I have a gym membership. I go to a gym. The social aspect of it, seeing other people who are bigger, stronger, faster than me, or in a place where I was maybe six months 
prior to that, just being around people and being part of a movement, that kind of motivates me. And <clears throat> over long term, over long haul. Um, but the home gym and working out at home is really has always been really critical to me in times where I need to kind of get back on the horse. Um, and then, but as far as like P90X goes, because I like a lot of people kind of kind of feed off the the energy of other people around me. <clears throat> P90X kind of has a short lifespan with me. I've tried it. The one thing I will say, and I will absolutely endorse this, uh, is the P90X diet. That is not the diet that comes with the program. Is excellent and it gives you it gives you results immediately, like really incredible results. Now you have to hold to the diet, and it's a super healthy diet, almost a detoxing diet, but it definitely does work. So <clears throat> there's no question in my mind that uh, if you want to lose weight quickly, if you kind of want to like do this crash course and like. A, an uber healthy diet, but you're not into maybe the P90X workout itself. Try, try the diet. So I've I've got P90X, and uh, yeah, I'll agree the diet and it looks great. I haven't used it, but it looks fairly reasonable. So I've got it, I've used it, but it's not really my thing. Videos aren't not my thing. So I even I I also got DDP Yoga, the from you know the wrestler oh, Diamond Dallas nice. Page. I got that mostly because I really like him. And it was a way to help give back to a podcast I listened to that, you know, advertised, you know, DDP yoga. So I thought, oh, why not? It's only like 90 bucks. So I got it. And um, my wife's been using it and she really likes it. Uh, but the diet and that, I'm, you would definitely lose weight using it. But it's so hippy dippy that it really doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I, I like the P90X diet. Now, it, again, it, it's, it's a diet. Like it is not – like a normal person is not going to do that like for the rest of their life. It's too restrictive. But it wasn't like crazy. But but yeah, going back to the point though. Um, so you are a gym guy and you use the home gym to sort of get you back into gym shape. Yes. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So I'm like – oh, man. So I had a gym membership for a year. And the thing I really liked about the gym is that they have equipment that I don't have, um, and they have more weights than I do. And they, the one thing they have that I really want and that I'll never have is a leg press machine. You know, I would like to have a leg press machine and and, and a ton, a literal ton of of weight for it. Mm-hmm. I don't have that at home. When it comes to uh, when it comes to Olympic plates, I have ninety pounds, so. Uh, really the value that I got from the gym was being able to go and work out, you know, the, the leg press I've got, I've got dumbbells I can bench press with, I've, you know, they have a couple of things that I, I don't, that I would really like to have that I don't have, but that leg press machine is, is, is the thing I, I, I have super powerful legs being fat's part of it, but it's not just that I have like really strong, really strong legs and I like, you know, getting them stronger. So I, I literally go through all of the weight they have in the gym. But mm-hmm. yeah, which is kind of awesome. But um, it was it was worth it for that, I guess. But I had to drive so far to do it. It was so inconvenient. Is there not a gym at your home office? No, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty shocking. Yeah. You work at a big company. I work for a very large company at their corporate headquarters. And um, no, we don't have a gym. Uh, uh, I cannot that, believe that. That comes up every year when we have our employee um, 
survey that that's done. And eventually, I think it'll happen, <laughs> but um, you know, we'll see. But yeah, no, 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 Jim there. Uh, I guess if I ever move closer to work uh, and I'll be in a more urban area, it might be more convenient for me. But I've I have invested so much time and space into exercise equipment that it it doesn't make a lot of sense necessarily for me to actually go to the gym. Uh, in the video, you'll see I have a whole set of hex dumbbells from 10 pounds to 60 pounds uh, plus like 80 pounds and uh, 100 pounds. Um, I have a, a Bowflex. I have a plate machine. I have a heavy bag, a speed bag, a bench, um, an exercise bike. I really – it's in the house. I didn't even show it in, in the video because I don't keep it in the in the gym. But I also have a um, – what is the thing that Chuck Norris promotes? Oh, it's the one that uh, Christy Brinkley does, Total Gym. Total Gym. We have one of those too. Ah, oh, very nice. And um, – which I've never actually used. That was for my wife. Uh, but it just doesn't make it, I feel silly going to the gym when I have all this stuff here. Hey, I don't, uh, <clears throat> certainly not judging. I, I mean, I'll say like when I was in high school, the, the most transformative part of my life when I dropped, I forgot it was like 60 pounds or 70 pounds in like a summer was basically at a home gym. You know what I mean? So like, like I, I, I like restricted my diet crazily and had a, like an aerodyne, something like that, some old school seventies bike and some weights. And I would go into my garage and just work out for an hour, maybe even like two hours, like a madman. And, uh, that's when I had, like I said, the most like transforming few months of my life. It was, it was at a home gym. I think uh, – so one thing I showed in the video and I mentioned this before was some of the homemade equipment that I made. I think the next thing I'm going to build is I, I can't do I can't do a chin-up right now. I probably need to drop about 70 pounds. But like a really good chin-up bar. I really want to do that. Have you seen the uh, – this is random. There is <clears> – <throat> there's obviously some company bought like a warehouse full of unsold chin-up bars, the ones that mount on a doorway. And they have repurposed them, and now they're selling them as swing sets for kids, indoor <laughs> indoor swing sets for kids. And it's clearly just a standard, like, hardcore workout guy's chin-up bar with a swing. Does it, do the kids have, like, amazing shoulders? Like, yes. Are they showing from behind? Yes. Oh, yes, uh, my brother-in-law had one of those. I was always too big for something like that. Uh, I had one that was actually bolted into the wall. Oh, wow. That's what I, that's what I used. I, I remember um, I remember the first time I actually did a chin-up ever. I was 26 years old, and I had been working out like a madman for like six months, and I had lost a ton of weight, and I would built a ton of muscle. And I've always been the fat kid, you know, like in school when, you know, the uh, PE teacher makes you go and do the chin-up in front of everybody. I could never do one. And I said, I wonder if I can do one, and I did like 20. And it was like the most awesome moment in my life, Nobody, nobody was there to see it. Uh, so I yeah I would I really want to get back to where I can do that. Indeed, indeed. Well, that's cool. I'm definitely gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna t- check out the uh, video with envy uh, because you know I had another thing about even though I'm a gym guy, <clears throat> having a having a good home gym really like covers you for things like weather or a really tight schedule on any given day because you got to devote a lot of time to travel when you're talking about a gym. So if it's at home, you have like really no excuses. It's very versatile. Yeah. Yeah. John, I don't have anything else. What about you? I got nothing, man. When are we going to the buffet? 
Uh, well, the convention that we're both going to is in, uh, and we'll be there in about two months. Uh, two months from today, I think. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be great. Yeah. Lots of steamed rice and sushi, I guess. Let's keep us. Let's make sure we keep to that. Let's sit in the parking lot. Okay. <laughs> Face away from the building. Do you think uh, Chris will let us do that? Um, I think he'll let us do that. I, I don't think Chris will participate in it. I think he'll be inside looking at us, tweeting about us. But <clears throat> the last laugh will be on him when uh, when we'll lose like uh, 30 pounds on site just because we've we've done all the tricks that Health.com told that, us to do. That'll be like BotCon 2005 for me. Be a sweet day. Yeah. So that's it, huh? Yeah. Good show. Good show. Uh, we talked about, again, buffets. Talked about home gyms. Talked about um, smartwatches, smartwatches, wearable, active body monitoring gadgets. What is the what is the category for this? What, what do we call that? So you have fitness trackers, which is like a Fitbit, and uh, this will be a smartwatch. OK. And, event, and eventually I, I see fit, fitness trackers going away and just being an app on a smartwatch. They're going the way of Garmin, basically. Well, I mean, Garmin's still around. Yeah. For what it's so, worth. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They're the GPS of today. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. Um, so, like we say, uh, that does it for the show. Uh, episode 11, right? Yeah. Yes. Episode 11. Chopsticks. Indeed. Chopsticks. Chopsticks. Put down the chopsticks. Um, for Brian, this is John DeLuna. Thank you for watching. And, uh, well, thank you for watching Brian's video on YouTube because certainly you're going to go watch his awesome home gym. Please Build do. Your own. Thank you for listening to the uh, Get the Skinny podcast. And we will see you next time. This has been Get the Skinny. 